Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. You can also listen to episodes on our church YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, today I'm joined by Dave Eshelman. Dave, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fine and uh, good to be with you today. So Good to have you. And something random I'm actually going to do before we get into what we're going to talk about today. Pastor Margaret and I, it's just a fun thing that we like to do is start off by asking uh, the person that we're talking with uh, what their favorite ice cream flavor is. Well, I... More than likely, butter pecan, yeah, or chocolate chip, you know, either one. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's just a kind of a icebreaker type question that I like to ask. Good idea. uh, Yep. But uh, recently, Dave was sharing in a a men's Bible study that we have here at Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg on a Tuesday morning, and uh, we had Dave in about three years ago, 2019, I believe it was May 2019, to share his testimony, and uh, this particular recent Bible study, he shared his testimony, and uh, he shared some things that I don't remember him sharing with us. I thought it was good to have him come back in, and actually today we're going to focus on Sunshine Ministries and WBTX with this being their 50-year anniversary. And uh, so, Dave, uh, just whatever you would like to share, and we'll have conversation, but just, uh, you know, how it all got started maybe is a good way to um, start. Well, let me just share a little bit that sort of lays the groundwork. We came home from the mission field in 1954, and I went to uh, Eastern Mennonite High School and um, was interested in aviation and was had interest in radio and uh, decided to uh, go to Bob Jones University. They had a flight uh, school down there. And the primary reason I went was because I was interested in aviation and possibly missionary aviation. I got down there and really enjoyed it, decided to stay, and ended up majoring in radio, which gave me a wide variety of courses in writing and diction and production and so on like that. So that sort of laid my ground, the groundwork as far as radio was concerned. And uh, it took a little bit till I got my first job. However, a former friend uh, from Bob Jones was working at uh, WBYO up in Boyertown, Pennsylvania, and knew I was looking for a job. He was in sales, and I was interested in announcing. And uh, that is where I had my first full-time job as far as uh, radio announcing is concerned, was at WBYO. That would have been about 1965, 64, something like that. And so I was there um, for uh, about five years total, and about a couple years after I was starting the job there, since Harrisonburg was really my home, I was became interested in seeing whether it would be possible to start a station down here that would have uh, some religious programming. Now, let me explain. During the in those at that time of the. Uh, Uh, You know, in the 60s and 70s, radio stations would have a variety of formats. 
So at that particular time, the station I was at, you know, had religious programming, and but also had band music and had country western music and so on like that. And so when we thought and think in terms of the first radio station here, we were thinking in terms of having religious programming in the morning and evening and on Sundays, and then the other time would be easy listening music. So, of course, I didn't have any money at that point at all, and uh, decided to come down here and talk to some people to see whether there was any interest and. One of the gentlemen I talked to first was Sam Shank, who was uh, quite interested, and he was an instrumental in getting the group together, that uh, we finally formed uh, Massanut Broadcasting, I think it was about 1967, I believe, somewhere in that neighborhood. And um, initially, we tried to buy a station. We were interested in FM, and uh, at that particular time, there was what was called the quiet zone in this area. The FCC had pulled all the FM frequencies out, uh, because of, they were afraid of interference with the telescopes, radio telescopes back at Green Bank and Sugar Grove and so on. So we ended up applying for an AM frequency, and um, everything went fine. We got an application fi- filed and so on like that. And the way the FCC worked was there was a 40-day period that after you filed, uh, you had to wait in case there was any kind of uh, opposition or something like that. And uh, my attorney informed me that everything was fine. But on the very last day, that 40 days, someone applied for the same frequency in Charlottesville. And that was, you're talking about it being a devastating situation for uh, someone that was interested in getting involved in broadcasting. It was just, uh, and yet, you know, you look back on it now, it delayed us about five years, between four and five years. In that meantime, before the station went on the air, I accepted another job, worked with another company, moved into a small community in southern Ohio, had the opportunity of being involved in the community, rebuild an AM station, build an FM station. And in looking back at that, that was, in my opinion, God's preparing me for then eventually moving here. And you know, there are times in our lives that God sort of shuts the door and and we wonder why. And then as we look back on it later in life, we realize, hey, there was a purpose of that. And uh, so we finally got on the air then on May 18th of 1972 is when WBTX went on the air. And its format, as I mentioned, was uh, religious programming. Uh, in the morning, we had Back to the Bible. We had Morning Chapel Hour. We did not have, at that point, Southern Gospel music. We had more of a traditional type of music. And then at 9 o'clock, I believe it was, 9 or 9.30, we went with easy listening music throughout the day till 5. And then we went back to religious programming. So you mentioned that our timing isn't always God's timing, but uh, even at the time, you said it was a little discouraging when the radio station in Charlottesville, the last day that it was possible for somebody to apply. But you said it seemed like a setback, but ultimately it was probably beneficial for you that you were able to have that time at the other radio station in Ohio to help prepare for uh, uh, 1972, May of 1972, when the station actually went on the air. So uh, that seems like a blessing from God. Well, yes, in retrospect. And yet at the time, you know, I was, what, I was in my 20s, and it, it was a devastating uh, setback because I had plans to move here and so on like that, and so what was I going to do? And But anyway, it all worked out uh, for the Lord's uh, timing, and uh, the station came on the air in 1972. It was an AM daytime station, 
It had what was called pre-sunrise authority, which meant it could sign on at 6 a.m. with 500 watts until sunrise, and then it went to 5,000 watts until sunset. And um, so that meant that during the summer hours, we were on much longer than we were during the winter hours. Right. So we're talking about the 50-year anniversary of WBTX, and also we should mention the partnership with Sunshine Ministries that the radio station has and kind of how that came about. Well, the interesting thing was this. You know, we reached a point in about around 1980, you know, we felt we had a a split personality. Okay, we had the religious programming, we had the easy listening music, and by that time, things were beginning to change in the radio industry. Stations were beginning to be more specialized as far as their programming. And so we made the decision that we were going to drop the easy listening music and go with religious programming all day long. Uh, Now, what that meant was that we added additional teaching programs uh, in the morning, like we added uh, uh, Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. We were one of the first stations across the country that added uh, uh, Focus on the Family. It began as a 15-minute weekly program and then expanded. And uh, so we made that commitment and that decision, but we still needed to get additional income because advertising was not providing all the income. And these radio programs that normally would purchase time in the larger markets did not have the budget to buy time in the smaller markets. And so there was, I forget exactly the date, but it was somewhere in the, around 1980 is when we make, made the change. And as we began to try to figure out how are we going to survive if we're going to make that commitment to religious programming. I happened to visit a radio station up in Northern Virginia that had a dual uh, organization, a nonprofit and a for-profit. And I came back with the idea to the uh, board of directors and shared with them the possibility of setting up a nonprofit that could in turn support the for-profit. And uh, the way it works, uh, actually, uh, Sunshine Ministries was founded in 1985. The founding president was the late Sam Shrum, who was well-known in the community. Also, Barbara Stolzfus, and uh, uh, there was one other lady, I forget her name right now. But the way it works is this, and Sunshine has been very, very beneficial in keeping the station on the air. And we added the FM, I'll talk about that in just a moment. But the way it works is that Sunshine Ministries is a 501c3, which has no relationship at all with the radio station, okay? There's no ownership. So a person can contribute to Sunshine Ministries, like the church does here, to support your program. And then Sunshine pays for the time to air Hope Talks and other programs like Insight for Living and so on on the radio station so that every dollar that comes to WBTX has to come through a a sponsorship contract. So there's no mixing of the money. It just, you know, it's just a very clean uh, separation between the two. And yet Sunshine has been the very vital part of keeping the ministry going over the years. So, like you said, it really is, they're two separate things, but they're in partnership with one another. And and that Sunshine has been involved also over the years. It it sponsors bus trips. It sponsors concerts. You know, we do a lot of bus trips right now. Buses going up to uh, 
uh, sight and sound, uh, going to the Ark Encounter and so on like that. That's all part of this right. involvement as far as Sunshine Ministries is concerned. So really what they partner with, with uh, and I already knew this, but because uh, we actually had Dustin Klein in about a year or so, I think it was last year, uh, Pastor Margaret and I actually went to his place and uh, recorded with him, but just he talked about all the different things mm-hmm. that Sunshine does, and their partnership with WBTX is just a small part of the things that they offer yeah. and uh, are a part of. Well, it's a major part when it comes right. to the operations of WBTX, but as far as the listeners are concerned, there are many, many other things that Sunshine's involved with. So anyway, as time went on, we added a, um, Jim Snavely. Jim and I had worked together in WBYO previously, and the station he was at was sold, the format was changed, he lost his job. And so I hired him to come down here about 1990. And when Jim got here then is when the transition began to move from uh, into the more of the Southern gospel music, uh, the bluegrass gospel, and so on like that. So Jim has played a very vital part as far as that programming on WBTX. Well, in the late uh, 1980s, we were then able to add the FM, which um, was uh, Brian Charette and Brad Huddleston were very, very instrumental in getting the program started there. It was called Light 96, and so it was a parallel station, had a different kind of format and so on like that. So Sunshine was supporting both of those radio stations as time went on. And uh, just anything you want to share about those stations, you had mentioned the FM about 1987, I think you said, and Brian Charette, um is well known at our church, and uh, Brad Huddleston were, you said, major parts of that. So, uh, just uh, any stories, and also one of the, I mentioned at the recent Bible study where you shared a lot of your testimony, but also included in this was Sunshine Ministries and WBTX, and just you know how the Lord had shared His faithfulness over the years just in different ways about how he had sustained the ministry and sustained the radio station and um, just the ministry that the station offers. Well, the major thing that happened to WBTX uh, was the devastating flood of 1996. Now, let me explain a little bit to the listeners. With AM, there's a combination of what is radiated by the tower and what is radiated by a ground system that is buried in the ground. And the ground conductivity has a a positive impact as far as coverage. So that's one reason why the station was put down along the north fork of the Shenandoah, which is just about two miles west of uh, Broadway. People would say, well, why did you put it into a floodplain? Well, that's the reason for it. And when it was initially built, they asked people in the area how high they had seen water in the field. And consequently, the uh, transmitter was put on a building was put on a four foot pedestal. It was on built above the ground so they would be, take care of any flooding. And all the previous flooding that had taken place was pretty much taken care of, except well there were nineteen eighty five I think there was a flood. But it didn't create the damage that nineteen ninety six did. Nineteen ninety six the flood came down through there and just it was about six and a half feet Uh, of water in the field, which put two and a half feet of water into our transmitter building. It tore down the tower, which was a guide tower at that point. And uh, I I can never forget going down there the morning after the flood. And of course, the station was off the air. The transmitter was completely destroyed. The tower was down. 
And uh, so you you wonder, what what's going to happen? Fortunately, we had the FM, and we switched some programs over to the FM. But here again, the Lord began to work through people and through Sunshine Ministries, because we had Sunshine already set up, and people began to give to Sunshine and uh, for the rebuilding of the radio station. And it was just an absolutely amazing story as to what happened. Uh, just to give you one example, uh, a friend of mine who had built our FM tower, his name was Dave Anthony, had a company down in Stanton called Shenandoah Towers. And he invited me out to lunch shortly after the flood. And he said, Dave, he said, uh, I happen to have a, uh, uh, a used freestanding tower that I would like to give to the radio station. I was just flabbergasted, my goodness, here. And uh, to make a long story short, the tower was constructed, uh, the concrete was donated, the, uh, a lot of other things were donated. And um, we waited to, to decide what to do about the transmitter because we didn't know whether we'd have enough money to buy another transmitter. Of course, we had to have a transmitter. But anyway, to make a long story short, as time went on, people continued to give through Sunshine Ministries. And 97 days later, happened to be on Friday the 13th of December of 1996, WBTX went back on the air with a new tower. Well, it wasn't a new one, but it was a, a tower that we, freestanding tower, a new transmitter, and uh, the Lord had provided all of it. Just amazing. Yeah, it, it's amazing. You know, in difficult times, how God uses those to prove his faithfulness and what the enemy might have intended for evil, God used right. for good, That's I right. think, as you were sharing that. And just also as a testament to the faithfulness of God's people, you know, the generosity of God's people, as you were talking about the man who invited you to lunch and wanted to donate the tower That's and it. the donation of others, you know, the concrete and all the different. Well, let stuff. me share one more thing. And I, at the end of the year, you see, he, he, they also erected the tower. In other words, they came in and put the tower up and we needed, it needed to have a little more height to it and so on like that. So at the end of the year, I had kept some money back to pay him for putting the thing up. And I went down to Dave and I said, Dave, I said, uh, how much do I owe you for putting up the tower? He said, you don't owe me anything. I said, you're kidding. He said, no. He said, the Lord's given me a good year in business, and the whole thing is a donation to WBTX and Sunshine Ministries. And so here again, a a wonderful way that God provided, a way that we never dreamed of, and yet he uh, stepped in and through the generosity of people. And and the, the format on WBTX today would not be on the air today if it was not for Sunshine Ministries and the generosity of God's people. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that, Dave, and that's an amazing story. Just any other stories that you would like to share over the last 50 years that stick out to you um, about WBTX and the ministry? Well, you know, we were trying to look to the future, trying to figure out, you know, we want the ministry to continue. The FM station we eventually sold to uh, K-Love, which is a very large Christian organization, which uh, in fact, they leased the station for about seven years and then bought it back in 2015. Uh, so we're assured that that is going to continue for at least for the indefinite future. You know, Caleb's going to be around for a long time. Right. Um, I then was trying to figure out, you know, what can I do with WBTX to make it sure that it's going to continue into the future? 
And so as a technicality, I, I took WBTX out of Mass and Not in Broadcasting so that I could make it available to staff uh, at a discounted price. And so consequently, uh, uh, WBTX now is owned by uh, some local people and uh, we're trusting that the Lord will continue to provide through Sunshine Ministries and uh, into the future. Right. Well, Dave, um, you know, in all your years of working in Christian radio, if you just want to talk about the impact that it's had on you and had on those around you and those that have come in contact with you. Well, I, I guess as far as personally is concerned, you know, as I've seen God work over the years in providing it, it has definitely helped me personally in, in my personal faith, knowing that that God is interested in what we're doing. He's concerned about making it possible for it to continue. Now, it may not always be the way we think it's going to be. Right. But, you know, it's hard to know exactly the number of lives that are being touched by Christian radio. But let me just share with you two examples. There was this one couple down in Augusta County that um, had been giving to Sunshine Ministries, and they were giving, you know, pretty substantial amounts. So I, what I did is one day I decided to give them a call. And I called and talked to this lady, and, uh, and she just expressed her appreciation. She, she says that, you know, my husband is, uh, has dementia. Uh, we can't get out to church. You are my church. The radio station is providing the inspiration as far as uh, they were concerned. The other example, and I'm sure there are others out there, is one lady who lives back in Matthias, West Virginia, who contacted us about listening to Back to the Bible years ago on WBTX and coming to know the Lord through that experience and listening to it. So the question is, uh, how many others are out there? You know, it reminds me of a song uh, by a song by Greater Vision. It's called Faces. And it, the story is about this gentleman who dreams about going to heaven. And he's questioning whether he'd ever had any uh, impact on God's people. And he turns around and he sees all these faces of people whose lives he had uh, had the opportunity of touching. Now, let me mention a couple other things very quickly uh, before we close things out. Back in 1972, we would never have dreamed of having the signal of WBTX on the FM dial. And I'll explain that to you in a minute. We would never have dreamed of being on the Internet and being able to listen any part, anywhere in the world where there is Internet service, you could listen to WBTX. I was in Israel a number of years ago and able to tune it in. We were in Oregon, uh, you know, earlier this year and had a chance to, uh, we could listen to it out there. So to think in terms of what is possible now through the technology that God has provided, I know there's a lot of negative things that are done with new technology, but to realize that WBTX, a small, tiny, small radio station in Broadway, Virginia, is able to spread the gospel worldwide through the Internet. And the other thing was the FM, and just uh, very briefly on that, we found out that uh, Virginia Tech Foundation had a what they call translator FM frequency licensed to Broadway, and we were able to purchase it. And uh, 
a translator is a very low power. It's only about 97 watts, but it's at, at a high location, so it gets out remarkably far. And uh, here again, the Lord opened up a tremendous way of being able to get on the FM dial. Now, the FCC rules changed within about six months after we put the station on the air, making it possible for stations 250 miles away to move FM translators. If that had happened before we bought it, there's no way in the world we could afford it because the the value would have shot way up. So here again, it's just amazing how the Lord has opened opportunities and opened doors as we look to the future. Yeah, he's, you know, you don't have to look very far to see God's faithfulness. That's you don't right. have to look very hard um, to see how faithful, and not just once or twice, but over the years, numerous yeah. times. That's right. And as you were sharing two personal stories of how Christian radio had impacted lives, I thought of one years back, uh, I guess it was about eight years ago now, when uh, we were approached about, me and Dad, when we had our podcast at that point, Front Porch Talks, and we were approached about possibly considering having it on WBTX. Dad was praying about it, and we were talking about it. And an older gentleman at the time in our church who's passed away now, going on to heaven to be with Jesus, he uh, was talking with Dad, and it wasn't even related to us possibly being on the radio. He was just sharing about how his eyesight wasn't very good. He couldn't read his Bible very well anymore. But uh, he said, I'm thankful I have WBTX. He was able to still listen and yeah, listen yeah. to the word and listen and get encouragement from it. And I believe that was the confirmation that God gave us, that it was his will for us to have our program on the radio. Let me share with you one one uh, statistic, and I assume it is still true. This was a, a research that was done many, many years ago. But they found out that up to one-third of those listening to Christian radio do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And you say, well, why are they listening to Christian radio? Well, they want a positive message. There's so much negativism on other uh, different types of formats and so on like that. So if you think in terms of that, you think in terms of lots of people in our local area that are listening to Hope Talks and other religious programming that uh, the gospel can reach. Right. God's uh, convicting uh, spirit can reach them through Christian radio. Well, I know. And that was, you know, one of the other things that when we first started doing it on the radio, I believe it was Paul Prince who was working for you at the mm-hmm. time as your general manager. He had reached out to Dad, and Dad was asking, well, what, you know, he said, we, we need programs with hope, yeah. you know, about hope. And so that's why we started, even before we changed the name to Hope Talks, we started saying, you know, our program is a half an hour. And we, you know, we really, we don't, it's not just a line that we say, but yeah. we truly do pray and hope that our program is a half hour of hope yeah. to those that listen. That's right. Um, and, and good news also, because like you said, there's so much bad and negative news out in the Correct. world that uh, we talk about our life as Christians, that we want to be different, yeah. that we want people to see and recognize that there's something different about mm-hmm. us. And that's the same about Christian radio. It should be set apart from secular. Yeah. Not saying all secular radio is no, bad because no. it's not, but it should be 
definitely bring in positive encouragement. And it is very encouraging to know, and I knew that as well, that not everybody that listens to Christian radio is Christian. That's right. Just like not everybody that comes to church is Christian. That's right. And That's right. I learned that even going to a Christian university, that not everybody at a Christian <laughs> university is Christian. So it's an open door to uh, witness to lost souls it, and it to win lost souls to Christ. It is, yeah. And uh, so, Dave, uh, thank you uh, for joining me today and sharing and uh, just anything else that you want to share in closing. Well, the only thing I would like to close with is here again, how the Lord has provided over these 50 years. There were times that we felt the doors were shut, that doors were opened in another area, and uh, how people have been so generous in their prayers and in their giving and the, the vehicle through Sunshine Ministries has made it possible. So it's just a great opportunity to say thanks to the Lord for providing and thanks to his people then who have heard the message and been willing to be involved. Right. Well, thank you, Dave. And in closing, I'm just going to say a prayer for WBTX, for thank the you. ministry, and for you also. Lord, uh, just come before you today, and I thank you for this time that I've had to have Dave here and to share about WBTX and how you've sustained the ministry over the last 50 years, and we thank you, and how you'll sustain it into the future, Lord. We thank you in advance for that, Lord. And we thank you for the testament of how you've just used it to impact lives for the kingdom over the years, and will continue to do so, Lord. And I thank you for Dave and his faithfulness over the years, Lord, and just uh, for his testimony and uh, his life, Lord, and his faithfulness to you, Lord, and uh, Jim Snavely and all those at WBTX, we pray for them, Lord, and for the listeners, Lord. And uh, if there's anybody listening today that doesn't know you, we pray that they would come to you, Lord, uh, through the ministry of Sunshine Ministries and WBTX as they partner uh, together, Lord, uh, to bring people uh, the gospel uh, message and uh, Christian music, Lord. And uh, we just thank you for that. And I pray a blessing over Dave and his family, Lord. And uh, just ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as you've heard me talk um, with Dave Eshelman about WBTX uh, and their ministry over the last 50 years, we pray that today's broadcast has truly been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hope Talks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for all the updates and latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg or Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.